0: This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Graham Williams. We have an awesome show today. I finally got my hands on the Samsung foldable phone. Okay. It's pretty cool. And uh, we'll actually be talking all about it coming up, whether you should uh, be thinking of saving up your money for one or not.
1: Is it time for a foldable foldable phone? Well, maybe it's a foldable
0: tablet that folds down into a phone. That's how some people are... You've just blown my mind. I've just blown your mind. Uh, We'll also be talking about the big Microsoft breach. If you have an MSN, an Outlook.com, or a Hotmail account, you need to stay tuned during the show. There's been a massive breach, and we're going to tell you what you need to do. Uh, Let's talk about some of the news breaking uh, this week. Uh, Obviously, one of the big stories this week would be the fire in Paris, the Notre Dame church from the 13th century, a tragedy, uh, massive fire, burnt the roof Right off, the spire has collapsed. There is uh, kind of an interesting tech angle to this uh, as well. I don't know if you know this, Graham, but uh, firefighters actually used DJI drones to actually uh, track the progress of the fire and to figure out where they needed to concentrate uh, their their hose power.
1: This this to me is a brilliant application of technology. Like drones are, they're, they're fun right? They're great to play with. But the idea here that you can actually get eyes on something that typically we could not do before. You know, before you would have had to try to go to a taller building, look in with some sort of optics, get a helicopter in there, which given the fragility of the roof and the nature of the fire would have been absolutely impossible. So these small little drones being able to get into this space and help give us eyes where we didn't have eyes before, it probably prevented this from being an even worse tragedy for this particular building. Well, it's interesting because in Paris, you're not allowed to uh, actually fly drones, are
0: geo-blocked, uh, but obviously for the firefighters that uh, was undone, so they were able to use these as f- very, very valuable tools in uh, helping prevent even further damage.
1: Very cool stuff. The one thing I'd be interesting to see uh, going forwards is can we actually equip these drones with firefighting materials? Uh, You know, famously, we heard uh, the president of the United States suggest that these water bombers, which I think probably would have destroyed the building entirely, but, uh, you know, fire uh, retardant material being dumped onto that from smaller uh, airborne drones might have actually helped. So it'd be interesting to see how this technology develops in the next few years. Well, you know, I've
0: been getting a lot of questions because obviously uh, you know I'm the tech guy we're the tech people here could technology have prevented uh, this from happening and it's difficult because this is a a building that is literally hundreds and hundreds of years old they didn't have uh, fire sprinkler protection built into these buildings back in the day and to retrofit some of these buildings uh, is uh, an engineering feat and uh, costly as well but obviously uh, you know the damage here is costly but um, you know I think it's something that, you know, you might have to look at going further uh, forward for some of these uh, older uh, historical areas and, and buildings.
1: Well, I mean, they, they said that this was a construction accident, or at least that's what we're hearing so far. But I mean, the first thing that everyone asked was, was this a votive candle that got out of, out of control? Yeah. Um, and, you know, when you take a look at a lot of these older buildings... Um, it, it may seem sacrilegious, but perhaps switching to LED lights for things like votives and other candles might not be the worst choice. It would also, also prevent a lot of damage to the building. Uh, that, soot and that smoke builds up over the course of decades and centuries. Yeah. And you can see the cleaning efforts that have been taking place in a lot of cathedrals all across Europe and other old buildings around the world. So that may actually be a step forward for a lot of them.
0: Let's uh, look at some uh, other updates that are happening. Uh, If you own a MacBook 2018 uh, version of MacBook Air, if you've uh, installed the latest update, you might not know this, but your screen is actually brighter than it was before. That's
1: That's kind of cool. Yeah. So essentially it sounds like there was a bit of a firmware... Problem here, and they've been able to uh, update the amount of nits that your uh, your screen can put Let's out. That's explain what a nit is. So, so that is a, a measurement of light, and essentially, it's almost like candle power. The more nits you have, the brighter things are. Yes, right. And so, uh, I think previously it was at three hundred nits. Yes. Uh, and so now it's at four hundred nits, which I mean, when I was a kid, nits were lice. So <laughs> this is just an odd story to read. Another rumor: uh, Apple is uh, rumored to be adding.
0: Official iPad external display support in uh, the next Mac OS 10.15. You'll be able to use apparently uh, or rumored an iPad
1: as a second screen uh, on your MacBook. So I actually ponied up for an app that does this. It's called Duet. And you can do it over Wi-Fi. You could do it over a lightning cable. Um, it was never really that great with the first iteration of the iPads that I've been using in the past. Uh, it's not bad now. You can actually use, uh, I've got an iPad Pro 10.5 inch. Yes. And you can use it as a secondary display. How responsive is it? Uh, it's, it's responsive enough for things like email and text, okay. right? You wouldn't. You wouldn't watch video on it. Um, you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't, you know, compose, uh, any sort of graphics on it while you're doing it. And it does not wirelessly. It does it, it does or wirelessly. You, again, you can connect it up with, uh, with a lightning cable. Is it faster when it's hooked up with via cable? Yes, yeah. very much so. And it's also charging the battery of the iPad as it's doing it. So you don't have to worry about that. The nice thing is I've got a little, uh, chill tab stand. It's made by a, a local guy here. And so I can have my, um, my MacBook and I've got my iPad beside it. I keep my email loaded up on my screen for my uh, my iPad so I can actually be going back and forth and, and having a dual display even when I'm on the road. Really handy feature. So this coming to Mac OS, I think is brilliant. Yeah. It'll be interesting to
0: see uh, if that does indeed happen. I think that would be a great value add for anyone that does have uh, an iPad and a MacBook. Uh, many of us do. Uh, I would love to be able to use my iPad uh, Pro as a second screen.
1: Yeah. I mean, I take them both everywhere. So why not? Right? Yeah. Awesome. I, I do too. Well done, Apple.
0: Uh, into the video game worlds, yes. Microsoft Xbox going all digital. They've come out with a new version of their Xbox One, which is their kind of flagship console. Uh, now it's got a diskless version at I believe two forty nine US.
1: So this is coming no from more the, CDs th- or well, DVDs. This is coming from the products that no one asked for category. Yes, um, because you know that's great, cool. We've got no more disc drive in this thing, so naturally it's going to be cheaper than the Xbox One S, right? I would think so. It is the same price. What? So you pull the disk drive out. I can't buy games that I can then trade to friends. I have to buy a digital version. And I get to pay the same amount for uh, for this console that I, that I would for one that has a disk drive. This to me is Microsoft never failing to miss an opportunity to fail to miss an opportunity. I don't understand what's going on here. If they really wanted to make some headway here, make this thing like one ninety nine US, right? Two hundred fifty bucks Canadian. You save fifty bucks. A lot of people out there have Xbox Live Gold subscriptions. They have Xbox Game Pass. Both of these services are really cool. You don't need a disc drive with them. You get a ton of free games every month. You can play a bunch of different games every month, but you save on the console. Them coming out with this thing is just sort of a really. Again, Xbox One doing away with the disk
0: drive. Uh, like you said, you won't be able to switch games with your friends anymore. It's all digital downloads. Uh, another complaint I heard is that uh, they did increase the hard drive size, which you would think they would do because it's now still with a one terabyte drive. You'd think they'd increase it
1: because all your games have to be on the hard drive now. Yeah, and if you take a look at games like Red Dead Redemption 2, which is a very popular game, just came out, 99 gigabytes. So you've got tons of games like this. Destiny, Sorry, 99 gigabytes. 99 gigabytes. So Destiny 2 is, I think it's about 80 gigabytes. Yeah. So now you're thinking, maybe I can fit seven or eight games on this thing at one time, which if we had unlimited data access at gigabit speeds, wouldn't be a problem. You could delete these games, you know, reload them when you want to. But most people are on metered internet here in Canada. Boo to our providers. And they aren't very fast. Boo to that as well. So this system here in Canada, I kind of look at and go, you don't really have a home here, friend. Move along.
0: We've got a lot to talk about on today's Get Connected. And I want to, you know, talk to the listeners out there. This is super important. If you have an Outlook.com, MSN email, or a Hotmail address, you might have been compromised. Microsoft has announced that they've been breached. We will have all the answers for you in an upcoming segment on what that's all about and what you need to do to protect yourself. We will also be talking about the new Samsung foldable phone, This is a very cool new device, a whole new category. It's a phone that actually opens up into a tablet. It's got a bending screen. I've had a chance to actually test this out, and uh, we will be talking all about it. You're listening to Get Connected here on the Chorus Radio Network, back shortly after this. You are back with Get Connected, Mike Agarbo here in studio. We still have a lot of stuff to talk about on today's program Again, if you are a user of uh, certain Microsoft email uh, accounts like Outlook.com, MSN, or even Hotmail, a number of accounts have been breached. Later on in the program, we're going to tell you what happened and what you need to do to protect yourself. Super important that you stay tuned for that. We'll also be talking with the folks over at Zoho. They make a whole bunch of different types of software that you can uh, access online, a lot of it free. And uh, alternatives to uh, a lot more expensive software out there, like Microsoft Office, for example. They've actually got uh, a competing suite uh, and that, in most cases, for users, is free to use. And if you're a business, they've got all sorts of great tools, everything from the Office suite I told you about to uh, things like customer relationship management tools and sales tools and even uh, invoicing tools uh, as well. You'll want to stay tuned to uh, hear all about that, too. We've uh, talked about foldable phones uh, over the past uh, few months. Samsung uh, led the charge with one of the first uh, folding smartphones, basically a smartphone that folds uh, out into a tablet. We've got our uh, friend Terry Chen. He's the Director of Product Management for Samsung Canada here with us. We've got one uh, right here in our hands, and it is amazing. Thanks for joining us. Happy to be here. So let's uh, let's talk about this phone. Uh, when it first was announced, I was just amazed that the technology existed to have a screen bend wide open into basically a, a tablet. Uh, tell us about the the journey of this uh, this technology.
2: So uh, I think the journey uh, for this started um, I want to say almost eight years ago when we introduced bendable displays uh, to the world. So. Uh, you saw us use that technology with our watches and with our televisions, but uh, in my opinion, that end game has always been a foldable display and a foldable phone. Um, and even if you take a look at what we've been doing the last few years um, with that started with the S8 with that infinity display, achieving a, um, a minimal sort of screen-to-body ratio has been a healthy obsession for us, and we continue to perfect that design uh, even with the latest S10. But as we i think we've perfected design so i think the next evolution that next step requires you know different thinking uh, different materials different mechanisms different form factors uh, to achieve a bigger display without necessarily achieving a bigger phone
0: let's talk about the specs Uh, when it's uh, folded uh, it's uh, a regular smartphone what are the screen sizes we're talking about here
2: so when it's closed, you have access to the 4.6-inch display, and you have access to your full smartphone uh, applications. Uh, as you open the display, whatever you see on the outside is what you see on the inside. It's like, it's like magic. Uh, and then you you have uh, that content, whatever, if you're in Messages, if you're in Instagram, uh, it's now brought to life on that glorious 7.3-inch display on the inside. So that's,
0: uh, from what I understand, called uh, continuity. And, uh, uh, continuity app continuity yeah. and it, it really is amazing uh, you know i've had a chance to see this uh, happen here uh, a number of times so for example you could have google maps open up uh, on uh, the the front screen but then you open it up into the tablet form and it just automatically fills the entire space mm-hmm. absolutely and so uh as far as the other specs here what about the cameras people are always of course concerned about cameras uh did you have to compromise with that
2: uh, so, no compromises. Um, we, we have a triple lens system uh, on the back of the device. So, we have a telephoto lens, which is good for portrait cell photos. And then we have two different wide-angle lenses, depending on how you're shooting. Uh, the first wide-angle lens is 77 degrees. The other wide-angle lens is 123 degrees. So, actually, more than the human field of vision uh now when you have the device closed you also have it you have access to a single lens selfie camera in the front but even when the device is open uh you also have access to a dual lens system in the front with an eight and a 10 megapixel shooter uh for selfies this thing is full of cameras oh, yeah there's yeah, six lenses
0: that's uh, that's crazy uh who who is this this phone slash tablet
2: for who's it aimed at I think it's aimed at anybody who, who, who wants to be at that sort of cutting edge of technology and, and trying something new. Um, but it's not, just, it's not just trying something new. I think anybody who, who um, watches a lot of content and watches a lot of media, uh, who wants that sort of that big display in a, in a small form factor, I think this is exactly who um, this product's for.
0: Uh, what's the availability going to be like here in Canada? And let's talk about colors and things like that.
2: Yeah, so we are actually going to bring this avail- uh, bring this into Canada um, in summer. In the summer, and there will be six um, options, six color options for Canadians. So we will be bringing um, a silver, a black, um, and a green, and a blue. And with the green and the blue, you can actually um, amp it up a little bit and, and go with a gold band just to uh, further enhance the uh, the look and feel of the device. Well, with uh,
0: great power, I think also comes a, a higher price. Do we have Canadian pricing yet for this?
2: Canadian pricing is not confirmed yet, but we'll be happy to share uh, pricing in the upcoming weeks.
0: Very cool. Uh, is this your favorite phone so far?
2: Uh, I, I love the display. I love the ability to do uh, to do multi-applications because of that 7.3-inch display. Uh, the ability to run three windows so I can have Chrome, Messages, and Maps working at the same time. Um, so, yeah, it's it's an unbelievable experience so far.
0: Uh, and I have to ask about uh, the, the hinge itself. I mean, that is an amazing feat of engineering. Uh, you know, what kind of durability are we talking here?
2: So I, the, the hinge is actually the most interesting part of it. In my, it's, it's probably uh, it's not as sexy as a display, but it's the backbone of the device. It's the spine of the device. Uh, we actually went through 200 prototypes before um, actually finalizing the design of the hinge because the hinge is actually what makes the device fold. The hinge is what keeps the device panels uh, in place. So it's it's a critical component and something that's uh, that that may be uh, overlooked initially when when people are wowed by uh, by this feat of engineering. Uh, and and
0: finally the the screen itself. I mean, typically when we look at smartphones now, they've got uh, glass on them. Uh, obviously, you can't have bendable glass yet.
2: Yeah. So glass it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's durable, but glass does not bend. So we had to use a special material to provide, to offer protection. Uh, on the inner display so we're using a material called polyamide uh, to offer that protection. Now when the device is closed uh, the display on the outside is still protected by glass.
0: Talking with uh, Terry Chen from Samsung, all about the new Galaxy Fold uh, smartphone. This thing is amazing. Uh, It's got a 4.6 inch screen, but then you can unfold it. The screen unfolds into uh, a giant 7 inch tablet. Terry, uh, I want to thank you for joining us. Where can people get more information uh, if they want to order one?
2: Uh, So you can find more information through Samsung.com or Samsung.ca, sorry. And in the upcoming weeks, um, as we get closer to launch, our carrier and retailer partners will be uh, uh, involved as well.
0: Thanks for sharing this with us today.
2: Happy to be here. Thank you very much.
0: When well, we come back for the break, more tech to talk here and Get Connected. Stay tuned. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Egerbo here in studio. want to talk about uh, software as a service, uh, basically using software uh, through the Internet, uh, in many cases through your web browser. On the line, we've uh, got LSP from S- uh, Zoho. Uh, This is a a fantastic company that has all different types of business and consumer uh, software suites that you can use uh, basically online. Thanks for joining us today.
3: Thank you, Michael. Thank you for having me on uh, your show.
0: Uh, There's so much to unpack here. Uh, You've got the the Zoho One. Uh, You also have the Zoho Office Suite. Let's start with the Zoho Office Suite. And When we talk about Office Suites, I think many people... Think of uh, Microsoft Office—you uh, know, Word, PowerPoint, Excel. You have a uh, competing product that uh, might even be a little bit cheaper.
3: That is correct, uh, Michael. We do. So, tell our, and, l- uh, uh, yeah, tell,
0: tell our listeners what's uh, what's included and, and what kind of pricing is involved.
3: So, from, uh, purely from a um, offer perspective, it includes all the office suites that you will need, uh, starting from a word processor to a spreadsheet to a presentation software. It also includes what we call the Zoho Click, which is a real-time messaging platform for enterprise communication. And it also includes what uh, a product called Zoho Connect, which helps enterprises to have an internal social network within an organization and share information and disseminate information as required.
0: What's the uh, when we talk about some of these programs, uh, you know, especially the word processor and spreadsheet program? What's the compatibility like with uh, other programs out there, like the Microsoft Office
3: suite? A great question, uh, Michael. Uh, as a matter of fact, we all have our own format for all these applications per se. However, um, it is compatible, hundred percent compatible with most of the uh, Microsoft Office products, such as uh, PowerPoint in the case of presentation or uh, Doc. Or Docx in the case of uh, word processing and so on and so forth. It's completely compatible. You can export and import data across or uh, content across each of these uh, uh, product sets.
0: And so, just for the listeners, um, you know, obviously they they go to Zoho uh, com to find out more information and, and get the software. Um, will this work offline as well, or does they do they always have to have an internet connection for it to work?
3: We actually are coming up with an offline edition. We have some parts of the that can be done offline especially with regard to document management uh, a part of uh, what we offer in the office suite is called uh, Zoho Docs which is a complete document management system and you are able to synchronize documents from your desktop over to the cloud and offline and work on it offline mode and then when you are connected to internet you can you know upload it over to the document management system
0: and uh, what kind of pricing are we talking uh, then for the, the office suite?
3: So uh, you know we have multiple tiers of pricing, and the simplest one is actually something that starts at with um, a one dollar for the mail program, and then there's a standard edition which has which goes at three dollars per user per month, and then there's a professional edition that goes at six dollars per month per, uh, per user per month.
0: Uh, let's talk about uh, some of the other uh, software you have as uh, well, uh, Zoho One. Uh, tell the listeners what that is all about.
3: As a company, Zoho has offerings across all the verticals that a company would be composed of, be it your sales department, marketing department, HR department, and also uh, any department that requires collaboration and communication uh, we just spoke about the Zoho workplace which is the office uh, tools that are required now from a sales and marketing perspective we have tools to do uh, lead nurturing lead management also called uh, customer relationship management software or CRM that's essentially the flagship for the company and uh, in addition to the sales uh, offering we also have some, uh, you know marketing related offerings such as a website building tool and, and also create uh, A B testing on any websites that you create and see how users of your website are engaged with you and how your content is being accessed across the websites. And uh, a real time chat wherein, whenever a user comes in, you can interact with the user and get information and have those details passed on to the CRM as a lead, nurture them, make them into closed deals, and then, you know, the next part of uh, business is once close you close deal, you want to start billing them, you want to start sending invoices, the back office piece comes into play. We have a solution called the Zoho Finance suite of application that includes finance checkout. Uh, Zoho Finance essentially has uh, bookkeeping capabilities, it helps you with taxes in Canada, we have a Canadian edition for it, and uh, it can uh, hook up to your bank, do reconciliation for you, and so on and so forth. So we have a complete set of tools for back office be it finance or be it human relationship we have uh, human resources we have the right set of products for companies to use and Zoho One essentially includes everything that we make as we speak it has close to 45 services that are offered as individual services is bundled uh, together into a suite called the Zoho One, which we also call the operating system for a business. So if a business wants any of the departments to be automated a software to support their processes, Zoho One has all the tools for you. So that's what Zoho One is all about.
0: (laughs) You got pretty well everything covered. Uh, Is it for larger businesses or uh, can small businesses take advantage of this as well?
3: Not at all. I mean, Zoho believes in this maxim enterprise customer, enterprise services at uh, consumer prices. That's what we believe in. And we want all the businesses of any shape and form and size to be able to use our products. And pricing starts at $1 an employee per month. So if you have a five-people company, you're basically looking at $150 a month for all the products that we make. And not just the uh, access to these applications online from your desktop, we also have mobile apps for each of these. So it's, it's just about everything that comes at that price. Uh,
0: you've talked about so many of these uh, these tools here. Uh, obviously, you've got the Office Suite. You've got the uh, CRM, uh, which stands for Customer Relationship Manager, all these different sales tools. Uh, what kind of uh, knowledge would someone have to have to start getting involved with these? Is there a steep learning curve?
3: Not really, because we have made these softwares to be extremely intuitive for a user to come. And as long as you understand the basic processes of how you want to run your sales department, somebody who's been a sales administrator or even a business owner who has a sense of how he or she wants to set up the processes within an organization, will be able to come into these tools and be able to configure the system uh, to be able to... Uh, automate processes for themselves. So uh, we have really made it very simple and we also have a lot of support. One of the interesting uh, pieces of what Zoho offers is called the Zoho Concierge service. So given that we have so many different products, it becomes really uh, overwhelming for someone who comes to Zoho and wants to understand what would be the right product for them. So Zoho Concierge is an absolutely free service wherein you schedule an appointment with a product expert who will set up a call with you, listen to your requirements, and tell you what tools you have to use from within Zoho, and in case, if the tool is not available in Zoho, if a third-party uh, service provider has a tool like that, we would even recommend those tools to users. So we really want to make this whole thing accessible to everybody, and to be able to make it simple for any business user so that they focus on their business, not on how to use software and tools to run their business. They got to go back to their day jobs. Software should be taken care of by itself, and that's what Zoho wants to do for all kinds of markets.
0: We're talking with our friend LSP over at Zoho. That's Z-O-H-O. So many different tools you can use uh, online uh, through a web browser to not only just do regular uh, office suite stuff, but run an entire business. Thanks for joining us today, LSP. Thank
3: you very much uh, for having me on. When we come back
0: from the break, we're going to be talking email. If you have an Outlook.com, an MSN, or a Hotmail account, you need to stay tuned. Uh, Microsoft's been breached. We're going to tell you all about that and what you need to do to protect yourself. Back after this. You are back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here. Do you have a Outlook, MSN, or Hotmail email account? Well, last week, Microsoft sent notification emails to an unknown number of the individual email users of those services, warning them about a data breach. In studio, we've got our tech expert and Get Connected team member, John Beeler to help us understand what happened and what we need to know. Thanks for joining us, John. Always glad to be here. So, what's going on here? Millions of people have these these types of email accounts. <laughs> a lot of people have these accounts, yeah. and so apparently these accounts or some of them were breached. How did it happen?
4: Apparently, what happened is hackers got in through a support person's credentials. So this is somebody on the phones or you know the help desk that type of thing that would have had probably pretty big access to a lot of accounts to help you reset your password that type of thing. And what's unclear is how long this breach has was in effect. Microsoft's claiming three months, but other reports have said maybe as long as six months. So and no one's saying how many accounts were actually breached.
0: Well, it's interesting when they first announced uh, the breach, uh, they said that uh, hackers uh, were able to read some uh, members uh, like subject line, uh, their email address, maybe other email addresses that the email was addressed to. Um, but now it looks like it might be even more.
4: Yeah, it's actually could be a lot worse because a lot of people use their secondary email accounts to use for verification for other systems and services. So the concern now is that some iCloud accounts might have been compromised as well, and they would have been able to reset your iPhone uh, credentials using a Hotmail address. Oh. Right? So, yeah. I mean this is a big rabbit hole that keeps getting deeper and deeper depending on what people are using these accounts for. I mean, a lot of people have throwaway accounts, but there's also a lot of people that have these as their regular accounts and it's been their email address for decades.
0: Uh, Again, this uh, data breach is affecting uh, users that have Outlook.com, MSN, or Hotmail email addresses. We still don't know to the extent of how many people were affected, but Microsoft said that they did send out notifications to people that may or may not have been affected. If you have one of these emails, they're suggesting that you do change your password right away. But I'm thinking if anyone out there has one of these email address uh domain names uh that they changed their password right away
4: it's a good idea to change passwords on a lot of different systems especially if you have things filtering into one of these accounts and the other thing to be aware of is this is also going to be a good opportunity for hackers to try to compromise people further by sending emails that look like they're from Microsoft saying hey your account's been compromised click here to get a new password and that's basically a phishing scheme that will continue to perpetuate this
0: hack. I mean, is there anything that people can do to prevent this? Or I, I don't see how it would be in this case. In this case, no, really, because
4: you put your trust in Microsoft that they're going to protect your your stuff. And, you know, if one of their support people gets compromised, which, again, kind of you wonder why they wouldn't have very rigorous sp- security protocols with their support staff that have much larger access than a regular individual. Um, but you know, there's only so much you can do yourself personally and you have to put your trust in whoever you're paying or not paying for your email service.
0: Well, it is kind of scary because we live in a digital world now. You can't really do anything without having an email account and doing things uh, online like our banking or paying for parking tickets, uh, or movie tickets for that uh, matter. Um, you know, what does the future hold? Like, can they ever be truly bulletproof? Well, there's been
4: a lot of people, or a lot of companies, and, and sort of uh, coalitions that have been trying to find a way to get away from passwords in general because yeah. they're such an easy thing to hack uh, or forget, you know? So, yes, um, that, that would be my problem. R- what, right. And, you know, how many different accounts do we have just for get connected, right? So, yeah. um, it's kind of crazy. And then trying to remember all that stuff plus all your personal stuff there's no wonder why people resort to the easy mode of just picking one password and for everything for everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But all it takes is one hacker to get in through the back door this way to get that vital information and um, have the keys to your kingdom.
0: We're talking with John Beeler, one of the get connected team members uh, about the Microsoft breach. If you have an account uh, that's with outlook.com, MSN or Hotmail highly suggested right now, that you do change your password. Uh, again, hackers have uh, breached uh, an unspecified number of accounts. We're still trying to figure out all the details. More details kind of come out on a daily basis here, but it looks like, uh, you know, they might have had access to people's uh, text in the actual email uh, itself now.
4: Yeah, so it's also probably a good idea to change your passwords across all of your stuff. Um, Anything that would have fed into those uh, Outlook or MSN accounts would probably be a good uh, target to uh, replace your password there too.
0: Well, I know a lot of people that use Hotmail uh, for their iCloud email address to to get uh, backup recovery from that. Absolutely. Again, John Beeler, thanks for joining us here uh, in studio. Glad to be here. When we come back from the break, still more tech to talk here on Get Connected. We're going to be covering our skills of the week. Uh, These are skills for your Amazon Echo device uh, with the Alexa voice assistant to make it even funner. you listen to Get Connected here on the Chorus Radio Network back after this. You are back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here. We've got Graham Williams back in studio. Graham, it's uh, our skills time of the show again skills are what uh, amazon calls the uh, the voice commands that you can actually download to give more capability to your amazon echo speaker that uses the alexa voice assistant Uh, there's also a lot of compatible speakers that have alexa built into it as well what do
1: we got this week so you know that i love my trivia games yes i love trivia too right so there's a really cool new game that i found on the alexa speakers which is called feel the pressure Feel the pressure. Feel the pressure. And so when you say, uh, Alexa, open Feel the Pressure and start new game, Alexa will select a letter of the alphabet, and it will start to ask you questions that relate or are based on that letter of the alphabet. You've got to answer 10 in a row, and there is a a ticking clock. Okay. But if you answer 10 in a row, you win the game. And then you get to play again. Oh, there's no, like, cash prize? Uh, no, but I mean, I'll cheer for you. Uh... It's one-player game, obviously. This is a one-player game, but although okay. though you could actually get the whole family involved, really, because yes. it's going to respond to any any of you. So,
0: so you've got to with your voice give the answer back.
1: Yes, and it's it's a little like like high-speed Jeopardy. Hence, feel the pressure. Do you find the trivia games work well
0: with uh, with Alexa? I've I've tried some on, on the Google Home and they're kind of fun. They've yeah. got like the the stock one, um, but I haven't tried the Amazon ones yet. I,
1: I've tried these. And I think I mentioned the choose your own adventure games. Yes. I've had a blast with those. So I, I have my, one of my Echo Dots in the kitchen and I use it for my kitchen timers as I'm cooking. Yes. And so as I'm cooking, you know, if I don't have the TV on, I can actually be talking back and forth with Alexa, which I'm sure my neighbors think makes me sound absolutely insane. It's a little sad, Graham. Well, you know, I'm happy. Alexa's happy. The cat's happy. I really can't say much more than that. Cat doesn't know what's going on. Uh, you know, he's pretty, ha- he has dinner. So he's good. He has dinner. Okay. So this one again is called? Feel the pressure. Feel the pressure. Yep.
0: And that's for Amazon uh, Echo users. Uh, again, for those uh, that do have this speaker, you might not know this, but in the Amazon Echo app that you download to set up, your speaker in the first place. There is a skills section where you can download literally thousands of different skills to the speaker, and it adds all sorts of other functionality to it. Everything from these trivia games uh, to choose your own adventure, meditation, exercise, all sorts of different type of music uh, things you can do with it uh, as well. Uh, talk about a podcast, Graham.
1: Yeah, so we are available as a podcast on Spotify, on the Apple iTunes Store, and any place that you can find good podcasts right now. So you can download us, you can stream us, you can leave us a rating or review. And and we also recommend that you listen to our sister show, The App Show. Which, tomorrow. Which is tomorrow. But if you miss it tomorrow, you can listen to us on a podcast there as
0: well. App Show again here on CKNW 980 Global Talk. Uh, it's on at 10 to 11 Sunday mornings. We talk all about the latest and greatest apps. I suggest you tune in. It's a lot of fun. This is Mike and Graham for Get Connected. We're logging off. We'll see you again next time.